0: Episode of Get Carded, episode number Four, three. 43. 43. Uh, you got uh, Joe sitting in the hot seat, aka Joey, aka JDOGG, aka Knowledge, aka Show Me Your TDs.
1: Man, this is, all right, I know. I'm all writing, right. I'm writing a couple of these down. Yes. I
0: uh, so we got uh, Brad on the ones and twos. And back again this week, we have Tyler sitting in for. Brandon this week. Uh, Brandon's on the IR with an injured kid, yeah. so he was not able to make it this week. But, uh, and
1: I he, should point out, Tyler now, the first person to ever sit at three different mics in the studio, so hey, congrats. I, you, you, I, you hold that record. I, yeah, right? I feel
2: honored. I think, uh, am I considered a, a recurring guest at this point? I think so. So for a second there, I thought when
0: Brandon said he wasn't going to show up that he had said that he had won the Powerball, but... Uh, you know, come to find out that nobody did, and now it's, what, $1.2 billion? 1. 2 billion.
1: I, you know, I will say this, and, and Brandon, you're going to hear this, and you're just going to laugh, but uh, if anybody found out, like, three months after they won the Powerball, it's like, oh, I, I won the Powerball, like, it would be him. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And then he'd have to find his ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Although I did hear the story. It's uh this guy down in, I believe it was uh it was in China, I believe. He won the, a pretty big uh, lottery there, and he kept it from his wife and his kids. Because they didn't want him to get lazy. I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, like he kept it from everybody. He won the whole thing, but he kept it from I, his family.
1: I feel like that's not your uh, your choice to make. But no.
0: But then again, yeah. Well, you guys, own, uh, huh? you play lottery, Brad. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> from time to time, yeah. And you know, if I if I if I catch it sneaking over a
0: billion, I'll. I'll go. I'll go snag one <laughs> now that it's. Why like, the heck not? No. I think this might be the largest ever now, right? Or probably close to it, at least the second largest. Mm-hmm. Tyler, how about you You play
2: lottery? I think I'm in the same boat as Brad. Uh, today, I bought my second lottery ticket ever, uh, with, <laughs> with it being over a billion dollars. So, so you guys I'd are give it a shot.
0: Both kind of in the finance field, like, is this a like how shitty of an investment is this? Well, from a number standpoint, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like one in 246 million, I think is what they yeah. say the odds but are. But at the same time,
1: we've we've actually uh, I'm trying to think here. Am I going to violate anything? Uh, we have we've, we've had a we've had a lottery winner uh, uh, within the ranks of our uh, of our clientele, and uh, okay, and some interesting stories there. I'll just leave it there before I well, you hear all, all these horror stories yeah. about
0: it too. Like you know, they say should you do the lump sum, should you do the you know, but then just blow it, or do you do the annuity and take it over what thirty years and mm-hmm. hope you survive that long?
1: I think the best thing about the lottery is just kind of having discussions with your family, with your friends. Yeah, you know, around around dinner, or a beer, or whatever, just talking about the crazy stuff you do, and yeah, yeah, just you know, keeping it in a pleasant daydream. All right, so
0: to, to stick with that uh, that that crazy trend, what uh, what do you do, Brad? You win the thing. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, I would, uh, I would create a television show where i just basically prank people and uh and film reactions for my own amusement nice all right i would i would maybe try to do something for humanity too <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say, that's, that's very noble of you right <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: that's tyler what are you doing I think uh I'd have to quit my job and, you know, maybe uh start my, my journey as a pro disc golfer. <laughs> <James>. <laughs> join the the uh the disc golf pro tour. All right,
0: all right, learning something new about you. How long have uh, how long have you been dabbling in that?
2: I think COVID uh oh. you know the height of COVID is really what brought it out. Got a few discs and played three or four rounds and was just hooked. Yeah. Uh you can see the immediate improvement after four or five rounds and now Between... I've probably spent five hundred dollars on discs <laughs> at this point. <laughs>
0: Same, because I got into a two two-rater on COVID time just to get outside, you know, and I bought, again, I bought that twenty dollar Walmart starter set, right? And probably about you know within two months on your point on, on Amazon or you, you're going to some of these you know shops now that are popping up that I actually sell this stuff too and now i'm probably a few hundred dollars into it and loving it too but uh half of my purchases are because i throw them in the lake oh i've, I've donated heard. probably so over two
2: hundred dollars of discs to the water that's for sure well you, you have, found quite a few though i you? Mean, i have found a few but okay. sir you, I, I return them okay. you, you know i try to get that good karma on the course you write um, people
0: write their phone numbers in the disc right and, i'll give them the text <laughs> i'll give them the text <laughs> nice nice so um I jumped in. I think part of my thing is that I, I, I. What I found fascinating is like what I didn't see within the like the Twin Cities. I didn't realize there's so many disc golf courses, and now they're they're literally one every. It seems like every three four square miles you'll find a disc course or a disc golf course, and um, some of them have gotten pretty intense too. I know that uh, we were talking earlier, Tyler, too, around a couple of the courses you play. Um, that uh, they're they're tough, they're competitive, and they're, there's now it's kind of. Carved out of the land as uh, some of these golf courses are.
2: Right. I think, you know, I started playing Acorn Disc Golf Park. It's in Roseville, um, Minnesota, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, but then after that, really just started branching out um, to find stuff more difficult. So I played courses that the pros play uh, tour events on. Bethel University in Minnesota, they have a disc golf course that they host an event. Um, the Preserve, it's kind of, you know, St. Cloud area of Minnesota. That's a pro tour event every year. Um, but really, you know, some of these pay-to-play courses, it's free most of the time, but branching out and finding those difficult courses, you have a true respect for what these guys can do. Like and throwing and women. Disc. And women, too. They, I like, mean, they're throwing... The, the amount of parity
0: between sexes there is probably on par with, or I should say, less parity. It's minimal here. Mi- yes, press, yeah. it's minimal. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Said, see, Brad, you're still doing your job. English major. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, between, you know, almost more than any other sport.
2: Right. Yeah, I think the the big difference is putting or, excuse me, uh, driving. But everything else, like 400 feet in, it's the same exact, yeah. you know, player almost.
0: All right. So that was almost a, like a good five minutes on disc golf, Brad. I don't know if we've ever done mm-hmm.
2: that. No, you know, I, I think uh,
1: we've done some segments on uh, – what what was it water water ski racing or the, <laughs> something with the, with the snowmobiles on water Oh yeah 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 when we uh, had the uh
0: the the shitty skippers in Yeah,
1: yeah. we've done, we've done a couple of uh alt, alternative alt sports whatever yeah. but uh yeah this is a uh, this is one that's uh coming got a cult following sort of it's, coming along and uh you know I, I actually uh a few weeks ago I had uh, I had some some kids who are on a high school team uh who are they're on a so this is not disc golf, but the, the, they're doing ultimate frisbee, and they started a podcast because oh, really? they've got like a, a following around the Twin Cities too. So I'll I'll drop that in the uh, I'll drop that on Twitter or something. Yeah, absolutely. Go check out their podcast too. But uh, the, the 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 second uh, show that, that we've ever done in this this studio was on uh, ultimate frisbee. So right. you know I think all all disc sports and you know things like lacrosse, other things that are not as mainstream, you know, as football, basketball, baseball, picking up a lot of steam. For sure, here in Minnesota, I'm sure in other spots too.
0: So now, in uh, now that we're kind of, well, depending on who you ask, we're kind of on the way out of COVID, at least from the maybe severity level. Knock on wood, yes. What was your COVID hobby that you picked up? Podcasting. There you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> touche, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well,
1: you know, so the podcast studio sits in the background of my <clears throat> my office is in this closet right behind you here. So you know, I, I open it up, and this thing's just sitting in the background, and I, <laughs> I keep the filter off. And we do this thing at our at our uh, company where every week you have a you get paired up for fifteen minutes with just some random person across the uh, you know across the company, and uh, they're like, oh, every to a T, every single time. That's what is that behind you? Of course, it's, that, 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 that's the uh, when you spend the, the first icebreaker. fifteen
0: minutes of that uh, meeting on it, then you mm-hmm. don't even have to worry about all the other right. shit that goes on too. Right. So it's a fun time of year. Um transition a little bit to sports here. We yeah. got uh um we got the uh, NFL now that's in moving into week 9. A lot of uh kind of a, a changing of the guard in some of these teams, right? Uh, which I, I just find fascinating where you don't have the, the Packers are struggling, the um the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are struggling, the Giants are, you know, kicking ass, the, the Vikings are kicking ass and the jets like these teams that uh, are normally kind of just struggling to even get to 500 are kind of doing their thing mm-hmm. but so it's fun to kind of see are we are we at a changing of the guard on some of this well
1: and you know I think one of the big components there is you're you're th- this past weekend or two maybe is like that you're starting to see the beginning of this separation so you know I think we're gonna we're gonna kind of teams are at least putting their hat in the ring in terms of are we buyers or sellers now at this mm-hmm. point especially with the trade di- deadline coming up so there's been a few of these things as as a little segment here. I was thinking maybe I'd, I'd throw a few of these uh, these trades by you, and Tyler. I think you said a record for the last day of the trade deadline
0: in yeah. terms of volume of trades. Yeah, ten trades today.
1: Yeah, wow. So and we're recording this on uh, on Tuesday here. So.
0: Well, and normally Damn. the NFL trade is just like milk toast, yeah. right? There's nothing that takes place. <laughs> <Milk toast>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this year's different. This year's been, there's been some exciting ones.
1: Yeah, so let's let's go through a couple of these, and we'll kind of maybe do the boomer bust here. And I think, you know, it's interesting because you got the uh, you got the buyers, right? So you know, obviously, we'll start with this McCaffrey trade, and and and. Check in with you guys and see, you know, is this going to work out for the team that that is receiving the marquee player? But let's also check on the Panthers here and, and see what you think about, you know, for what they gave up and what they're getting. Is it is it worth it for them, or was it just simply like a, a money play here?
0: All right, Let's what do you got? So McCaffrey, is that where you want to start?
1: Yeah, I think we could start there. Uh, so it's we'll start with uh, we'll start with obviously what uh, what the Niners got. They got McCaffrey, good deal.
0: Hell yeah! Did you see him last week? Yeah. First player since Ladanian Thompson to rush a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and throw a touchdown in a single game. That pass was nice too.
2: It was beautiful. It was beautiful. When uh, when healthy, he's the best player you know on the field. Absolutely, game in game out. No. I think that's the biggest question for the for the Niners it's does and their fans. Yep. It's does he stay healthy enough to play? You know even. Fourteen games this season. What is?
0: I not to put you on a spot, but he's what, maybe twenty-seven, ish, give yeah, or take I'm a year. Trying to think. He's not uh, that old. I,
1: I learned of McCaffrey's greatness uh, on the wrong side of the uh, of a Rose Bowl outcome when, uh, when my team just got stomped by Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Ah, uh, gosh, twenty fifteen, I think. So that's when that's when he was coming out.
0: Nice. All right. Yeah, so I would say, what did, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a no brainer there with their offense now. McCaffrey, Debo, um, Kittle, you know, what else do you, you know, at that point, it's on, uh, it's on Garoppolo, not to yeah. F that up.
1: Jimmy G's playing well.
2: Right. It is, you know, Trey Lance is out for the year. Is he going to be the answer next year then? I know they had some growing pains with him. Yep. I think you look at a lot of young QBs around the league, Jalen Hurts, first two years, bad. Justin Fields, the first couple of years, has not been great. But, mm-hmm. you know, we see Jalen Hurts is balling out this yeah, year. MVP so, candidate. You know, I, I wonder if that injury will set him back or even if San Francisco says, hey, we're we're sellers now. Yeah. But they did invest, you know, a first-round pick to go get him.
0: Fields is looking pretty good too. Maybe just on the fantasy side of things. but Sometimes
1: it takes a couple years. Sometimes it takes like 12 years. Like, look at Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, other side of that trade, then, uh, so Carolina gets a what a two, a two three, four, and then uh, next year, and then a five. The following year, I think was the deal.
2: I think perfect for them, right? They're a bad team. They're looking to rebuild. Yep. Let's just get some capital. Whether or not they use those draft picks to draft a player, but now they have you know equity to go move up in the draft, or well, you if know, they, even, even package if they hit fifty
0: percent, if they hit fifty percent on that and get two starters out of the deal.
1: You know, what was that the the uh the Trey Lance trade? Like you if you could hit if you could hit the players that you hit uh taking those draft picks.
2: Oh right. Yeah, the with Miami getting those picks back um so San Francisco could move up, those first round picks turned into Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and now uh Bradley Chubb. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, those guys they bad. go get uh proven proven guys in the NFL. Uh,
0: I still think though San Francisco gave up a lot, but I do think you give them the nod. They're win now. They're you know they're not looking to Mm -hmm. you know for the long run. They want to win now. And like to your point, when when healthy, they just picked up the best player in the league.
2: Right, and they just got rid of uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell. He just got traded too. So did he? Yep. He's on my eye to Miami on the IR. So what's
1: your litmus test for that? Because like uh, there was a time when the Vikings wanted to win now, and then instead. Three out of the next four years, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl oh. thanks to uh, thanks to Herschel Walker trade. Oh man! At the so, time,
0: though, everybody was behind it. Yeah, that first no. game was good.
1: Uh, okay, so uh, Bills and Colts. So the the Colts gave up uh, Hines for uh, well for Zach Moss and a, and a pick, but uh, you you like the move to uh, upgrade to Hines?
2: I think. I mean, Devin Singletary is most likely still going to be the one. Maybe it's more of like a an equitable distribution of snaps now, uh with Naheem Hines. And maybe Naheem Hines kind of becomes the one. Yeah. I don't know, Devin Singletary's kind of been that okay middle, lower end of the range running back for what, three years now? So maybe it's a move. Naheem Hines every time he goes in when Jonathan Taylor is hurt, he's productive. He's and a I good swear runner. Hines has been in the league for like fifteen years, yeah, right? you just don't know <laughs> it. Like that guy just always seems to have
0: been there. And Zach Mossy, they were so high on him coming out uh, yeah. Yeah, right. I don't know if he ever really got the chance to kind of prove it so maybe he's still just gonna go sit behind Jonathan Taylor but you know if Taylor's not you know going to stay healthy then he maybe quite he'll get a, bit a shot, younger but, than,
1: than Taylor too though so at
0: this point yep
1: yeah.
0: yep um yeah, winner so, on that one I think I got to give it to the to the bills yeah proven commodity
2: yeah I'd give it to the bills
1: uh, and you're, you're proving to your your fan base too that you're 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 making some subtle adjustments to continue to try to to get better right? better that juggernaut yeah. of yep. the team um okay so <laughs> here's an interesting one so uh calvin ridley uh gets traded to the jags i didn't even hear that. Is long. that gonna do anything for calvin ridley what's it do for the falcons
0: is he a, he's out all this year right that wasn't just like a I'm correct he, for his he, betting he, well, it's, it's
1: in it's indefinite right I, but
0: <laughs> for betting 1500 bucks on like a some <laughs> some parlay or something some stupid right and, and, it, then was, got, and then you got, and then you got the sexual one. Watson out there, yeah. you know, doing his thing, and he's, I mean, going he's out for eleven. You know, he's almost back fantasy alert. It's unbelievable.
1: Uh, if, uh, the next couple of weeks, if you're gonna, if you're looking for a late season surge, you, know, you don't know if he's gonna get in there or not. But
0: yeah, so All Ridley right. to Ridley Jackson, to Jags to the Jags when, for next year,
1: for probably for next year, which is an interesting one because who cares? But still, like Ridley, how old's Ridley? He's been
2: he's
0: been around a, a long time too. Yeah.
2: I think he's still, you know, I. He, jacksonville has a solid receiving core nothing amazing christian kirk is he he's, mm-hmm. he's probably the one there mm-hmm. i don't know you add a vet like calvin ridley who's played with matt ryan sure. i mean when he does play and he's not suspended just he's he's goalie, effective right just whether
0: goldilocks can get him the ball like right. I, I think that jury's still out on that one still <laughs> so right
2: it's ready it, i think next year is time for trevor lawrence to to kind of prove it here
0: Yeah.
1: All right, next one. Uh, so the Niners, uh, active, very active, uh, trading Jeff Wilson uh, to the Dolphins.
2: Yeah, I think that's just clearing out space now for McCaffrey. Okay. McCaffrey's the one. Um, Jeff Wilson to Miami. I I don't know. They have Raheem Mostert. It's yeah. it's another well, Niners back say, on the way. Yeah,
0: and Elijah Mitchell now too, mm-hmm. you're saying? So three former Niners backs all sitting <laughs> in Miami now.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: like Jeff Wilson. He he stepped up. He he stepped up last year too, and you know when when barred with injuries and things, and he stepped in and did well. Mosterts running really well for Miami down there now. Mm -hmm. That uh, he's the true number one. They were going to be splitting time with what's his nuts down there, but uh, it's
1: hard to identify Miami's strategy because there's like some there's some decent trades here. There's but there's a lot of volume. Like the next one is also a Dolphins one, so they they traded. uh, Bradley Chubb away. you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, actually I, I take that back. They're, they're getting, no, I was going to say they got the, the, the Broncos yeah. traded Bradley Chubb away. So, so the dolphins are definitely in acquisition mode. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, they're, they're picking up a lot of players here. Like how are, you know, I guess this is, this is the, uh, they're winning this year, but like now, like this is also like some, some, some significant building along the way.
2: I think that trade for the Broncos doesn't make sense to me either. You have Russell Wilson, who's been struggling. Their offense is, is bad. Yeah, I, mean, I just dropped just say Cortland bad. Sutton. Yeah. Right, and now you've traded away your best defensive asset for a very good defense. I don't know, it seems – it's confusing to me. You go get Russ in the offseason, it's not working out, and now you're getting rid of defensive assets. I. It's very
0: Walmart-esque, right? Yeah. That was yeah. Denver Broncos now that the – wasn't it the Walmart family or part of the siblings that bought the oh, oh, bought it? the Broncos? Yeah, and they've been getting all this heat just on you know dumping all that money into Russell and then the team not you know playing for shit. And
1: yeah, they've got some running back problems. Probably the most the, under like
0: nah. disappointing team though this year, right? Like in terms oh, of expectations.
1: Sure. By by contrast of expectations, without gotta question. be yeah for sure. I mean that's all. If you watch a Broncos game, that's that's all yeah. they talk about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now now add uh, Chase Edmonds to the mix of of frustrated backs sitting on the sidelines <laughs> in 10 for a 2. Yep. Oh, man. Um, okay, uh, so next one up is uh, Claypool to the Bears. <laughs> so the Bears get Claypool, and the Steelers get uh, a second-round pick next year.
2: I think that's overpayment for Chase Claypool. Um, yeah, he he's had Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Um, he had Roethlisberger last he had, year and didn't he do did, shit. Right, and I think, I mean, even last year when Claypool was playing, like he's made so many just mistakes mentally on the field, where he's not helping out his quarterback or he's not, you know, getting the ball back to the line when he needs to. Yeah, I think it's just an overpayment. I think he's overrated. Does nothing um, for me. Yeah, nothing for me either. Go Bears! If, if you're
1: if you're if you're a Bears fan, how do you feel about it?
2: I think if you're a Bears fan, you're excited to get a weapon that's not Darnell Mooney. Right. It's definitely an upgrade for, you know, yeah, for you their lose, receiving core. You
0: lose Robinson last year and then you're you're two years ago and then you you pick up a guy that's got talent. He can run, you can catch, but he's just uh he's just young, immature, never really put yep. it together. So I don't know. It's it's such a bear's thing to, to to do and to get excited about and then nothing ever ends up working on. They traded away two of their best defenders. Like so it's like what, are you gonna don't how do you get excited around that when you know you're you've pretty much just uh, shot your season in the foot anyways by yeah. giving up your defense.
1: Well, uh, staying in the division, uh, this is a curious one because uh, any time that you see an interdivision trade, it always raises an eyebrow. But the uh, the Vikings get tight end TJ Hawkinson uh, and a fourth round pick each of the next two years in exchange for a second round and a third round pick. Second round next year, third round the following.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move for the Vikings. Irv Smith is on, you know, he's out. He's on the IR for I think it's eight to ten weeks. So we need, you know, somebody to fill in at tight end. Johnny Munt is not the answer. No, and we're getting a a guy. Did and we're we're getting a guy in T.J. Hawkinson who's been to the Pro Bowl. So I mean, he's a he's a stud. He can do some, you know, he's not an elite blocker, but he's good enough, and he's a great pass catcher. So. I think it only makes the Vikings better here. He's
0: good in the locker room. He doesn't get himself into trouble. He's uh, everybody that talks about him has said that how great of a team player he is. You look at now, you got JJ. They said that uh, Adam Thielen's middle name was James, so you got JJ, AJ, KJ, and and now TJ. Nice. So KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Delvin Cook. Like this. The, the Vikings offense is made to win. Like if they don't yep. if they don't outscore well, score every team, they're going to be undefeated. But if they don't uh, if they're not scoring over twenty five to thirty points a game, yep that that's on them right yep. now. And whether their defense can keep up and, and keep those people off the board, that's a different story. But
1: right. it's, it's plus to have at least one tight end from tight end you too. Right? But
0: Vikings are built to win now. Just so definitely. Mm-hmm. Vikings got the, the the favorite on that one. I think so. Uh, so no you, question.
1: You mentioned these bear trade bears trades uh, on defense earlier. So they're trading uh, trading Roquan Smith to the Ravens, and then the other one for them is uh, uh, they're uh, they're trading away uh, Robert yeah, Quinn, Robert yeah. Quinn to the Eagles. So yeah, what what gives there?
0: Uh, those are two Pro Bowl caliber defenders that. I don't know what what do they get in return. So for
1: Quinn, they get a fourth round pick uh, next year, and then for, uh, for Smith, <laughs> yeah. they they got uh, AJ Klein, and then a 2023 second round and a 2023 fifth round. So they got some reload capability there, uh, some early round picks. But
0: I'm still. assuming this one's the cap going into next year. With both those players, are probably do some uh, do some money. So I'm guessing there's some some cap strategy there. Um, for the next for this year anyways you know heads off to to Philly who just got better you know -hmm. on on defense and that Baltimore team that that division's up for grabs so Baltimore is probably still the favorite to win that thing and they just got better too I I, the Bears are obviously in uh, some sort of transition mode like they always seem to be but it's like I said before it's very much a Bears thing to do
1: so the only other trade really of uh, any significance is uh, Jags trading uh, James Robinson to the Jets. A sixth round pick. Uh which with a with a weird conditional becomes a fifth round pick if Robinson rushes for 260 total yards with the Jets. Uh an interesting one. But uh
2: Yeah, I mean Brees Hall, he gets hurt this year. I think he was on there. track to have a very solid year. I don't know if it was a thousand yards or twelve hundred yards rushing, but unfortunate injury ends his season. And the Jets who are, they they find a way to win some of these games, but I think they've, you know, with Brees, they have this kind of running identity, or at least they like to run the ball 15 to 20 times a game. So you go get a guy in James Robinson who is splitting carries with Travis Etienne in Jacksonville. I don't think he was happy. I don't think he's been happy since Urban Meyer was there, you know, not playing him for whatever reason. Yep. So He's a hell well, of a running back. Right, so hopefully this kind of revitalizes his, uh, you know, and good for the jets energy. for not
0: throwing in the towel right like yeah. they they've been bad for so long they now have a some momentum they had a good you know promising and they still have a promising running yep. back so He's was Robinson the you know the long term solution there no but they went out and said listen we're not throwing away the season we're going to go out and get ourselves a a guy that's been a number 1 running back and has had success in the league and you know like hats off to the jets I hope mm-hmm. that, and I like to see him do well yeah. and the MILF Hunter led to you know you got you got to <laughs> you got to allow him to do his uh you got to allow them to, you know, do this thing and hand the ball off because you can't rely on them to win you too many games through the air.
1: So the ESPN site has done uh, their updated power rankings. <clears throat> Gonna back up from uh, from ten to uh, ten to one here, and uh, and give you guys the uh, the teams here. Whittle this thing down at this point in the season, nearing the halfway point. Who has a legitimate shot to wind up in their uh, their conference championship games and and beyond? So at, at ten, you got the Tennessee Titan, Titans,
2: five and two.
0: I think there's too much question at quarterback to really kind of make a run in the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs, but they're also just in a shit division.
2: So I think, you know, if you strip away the Bills and the Chiefs, what is the next best AFC team? Because I think Tennessee, I think they could win a few – I think they could win a playoff game or two. Just Miami?
0: Maybe Miami?
2: Miami, I sure. Yeah. So let's put Miami above Ravens. the Titans. but Yeah. The Titans are a team where if they can get the their run game going, they are committed to running Derrick Henry 30 times a game. Yeah. They'll yeah. hold the ball for as close to 40 minutes as they can.
1: Yeah. that's It's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, That team has some inconsistency, but if Henry is getting 100 yards, I mean, they're, they're, right. pretty, yeah. they're it's, pretty unstoppable.
2: It, it kind of folds up on, you know, which quarterback is going to be playing at that time for yep. the Titans <laughs> and can they maybe not win the game but not, you know, throw the game away.
1: You're right. Right. So number nine, with a with a ton here of uh, of sort of uh, reinvigoration, the uh, the Niners are at four and four.
0: Absolutely. What are their chances? I I as good as any team in the NFC. To be honest with you, maybe next to the the Eagles that are setting themselves apart a little bit, but I think the Niners are moving themselves immediately into the top two or three.
1: Okay. And so one <clears throat> spot ahead of them, and the reason for optimism that they list here is the the exceptional play of these young rookies but Tyler at number eight Seattle Seahawks they're five and three
2: Geno Smith has uh he's been balling out this year good for him too man I love it
0: he's 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 owning it too
2: and you can see like Tyler Lockett in a press conference recently kind of threw a jab at Russ about you know we're playing as a team not for just you know ourselves which is always fun to see but I think the Seahawks they might be one of these dark horse teams uh whether or not they get home field advantage that's probably a big key for them in the playoffs but I think it'll be a fun season for Seattle just fans to ride out with. Absolutely.
1: They know how to win. They've got a they've got a culture of winning over the course of the last uh, 10, 15 years. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. So, so, at number seven, there's the other team that you guys called out, the Dolphins, uh, five and three. Reason for optimism here. They list as uh, Tua's return. Can he stay in the pocket? Can he stay healthy?
0: That's it. I think it's going to really rely on him. The, he, the, he saw the difference in their play with him and without him, and just him coming back and – they put up a 37 points or something like that last week. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, again, they they're going to live and die through him. They got the talent, and they got the players, and their ownership is going in and getting these you know picking up these you know 49er running backs. But um, you know when you got Waddle and you got uh, Hill and you got Tua that can sling the ball, I mean, I, there's opportunity there. I like him in the AFC.
1: Okay, here's another AFC team at number six overall, the Ravens. They're at five and three. They play the Panthers. They're two and six. Two games against the two and six Steelers. They've got the Jags at two and six. What do you think their chances are? They've got a pretty favorable schedule.
2: Yeah, to make the playoffs, I think I think they're going to make the playoffs for sure. Um, as far as a run goes, their defense has been very bad. So mm-hmm. they just signed um, is it Roquan Smith mm-hmm. went over there, so added a piece. Um, I think with Lamar, he's a dynamic player. He's going to be. Um, a factor in every game he plays in especially in the playoffs so i think this one's going to come down to the defense for for how far they go
1: i think you know a defensive player coming in and fitting into a scheme and being able to plug and play right away quite a bit easier than than probably an offensive specialist that needs to learn a hundred
0: percent yeah they they still don't have receivers though like rashad bateman like you know yeah former golfer hometown kid but Mm -hmm. It's still, I think, I think, the, I don't think they have the weapons to sustain. Mark Andrews is hurt. Like, he's been kind of chipped up all year, having a good year, but you can kind of see that if he can't stay healthy, he's got a knee, he's got a shoulder. It's like, I don't know. And Lamar hasn't thrown over one touchdown in a single game. I don't know what he did last week, so I didn't check on that. But prior to that, it had been like three weeks since he threw more than one touchdown. And they just don't have J.K. Dobbins is on the IR now, and they don't really have yep. a kind of a stable of running backs. They're just too kind of put together, I think, You'll to, to, to uh, make a run. The call, Anquan Boldenback yes
1: uh number five love that dude the vikings six and one uh espn turning a uh a vikings fan question mark into a positive uh reason for optimists. success in close games what sort of stake tyler do you put in here's a team that's learning how to win close games knowing that you know in years past you look at losing these games and you can say to yourself Man, if we could just score like three or four more points in each one of these games, we'd have a favorable record, and that would be good enough. Is it good enough now that you're on the other side
2: of that? Man, I think so. I think the you know I think this new culture feeds a ton of it, you know, a ton of that energy into winning the the tight ones. Last year, you know, I think after you lose a few of them, you might be kind of beating yourself up, saying, "Oh, this is just going to happen again." You know, Snowballs. the energy isn't up, but I think. I really do think these uh, these guys they believe they can win every game they go into. I mean, like you just said, the offense has no excuse to not put up 25 to 30 points a game. Yeah. So,
0: new GM, new head coach, new playbook, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, a new defensive scheme, moving from a four three to a three four. None of the starters played in the the preseason, and that they're progressively getting better each week, and they haven't found a way to kind of just you know step on their own throat. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's no reason they're not going to continue to get better, and we got a, a favorable division.
1: And the big question mark probably hanging over them right now too. What do you do to not disrupt this culture about your kicker? Statistically, the worst in the NFL so far this yeah, year. You a, yeah, you got to get. Yeah, you got
0: to bring somebody in. I think. So do you
1: try to light a fire, or do you actually go for a uh, for a switch out here?
0: Uh, kickers are such funny people. It's so mm-hmm. hard to say, like, what motivates you. Um, Chocolate. Yeah, and he, but. He was just, you know, statistically bad. So I, I think you gotta you bring some competition in, and you don't. The kicker is way underrated in terms of, you know, we saw it for the Vikings for years, right? Our kicking gets completely usurped our any opportunity to mm-hmm. to make a Super Bowl run. So I, I think you you don't you don't wait on it, right? Because that game, be like the game uh, last week against the Cardinals, yeah, that kick would have should have yeah. lost us the game. Mm-hmm.
1: It's definitely been the central dramatic theme, especially through Zimmers. Yeah, maybe put tournament. him in a sweat lodge and <laughs> let him sweat it out. Uh, and uh, tragic news today, too, uh, coming from uh, Zimmers' son passing away at 38. That's yeah,
0: it's terrible. Feel for
1: him. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at number four. They are 6-2. and two. They've got Dak kind of back in the crease here. Are they coming on, or are you you selling this one?
2: i'm selling i'm selling too <laughs> like, like the the eagles are good this year but um the giants are another one of these weird teams that's are they six and two now mm-hmm. um so i think they lost last week but i i'm not a believer in dak um i don't know if he can win that big game and then when zeke comes back are they going to stick with pollard are they going to give that split carry again with Ezekiel Elliott? Um, I think too their defense is just very okay. I think they've strung together a few nice wins here. They held on when Dak was out, but I'm not a believer for them to uh, no. to make a run.
0: They're the Cowboys, man. They just they they always let you down. Like I'm, there's and then talk about you said you mentioned Pollard. Is there a, a player in the league that's just been kind of underserviced and just put on the shelf? Like that kid is a hell of a runner. He's, I would take him over Dak or over Zeke in a heartbeat. They just don't. Uh, he just get stuck and put on the shelf and.
1: Um, such a disservice. GMs, coaches, franchises are very beholden to their draft choices. Yeah, yeah. They are. To the stock that they put in players coming out and where they're at. Yeah. It's very interesting. I, I'm selling them. Even Adam Thielen still rails against that a little bit to mm-hmm. agree.
0: You know. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, number three, Kansas City Chiefs. They are 5-2. and two. Reason for optimism that they list here, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> very simple.
2: Yeah, I think that's really all they need. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. They have that hiccup versus the Colts, but – I think uh you know it's the Chiefs I don't I don't know if you can count Patrick Mahomes out ever he's proven no. it time and time again
0: yeah I I would agree just they're gonna live and die by him he has a bad game and you know knocks himself out of the playoffs fine but I don't think they get past the bills this year
1: apologies if you can hear that we had a couple little technical zippers here so the top two teams obviously that at number two you got the Eagles undefeated haven't lost yet. Um, they had a great start. They've got a relatively favorable schedule to round out the back end of their season. And then you've got the bills at six and one and, uh, man alive, the, the tale of two halves this past weekend, that first half against the Packers. I'm like, man, this is just going to be an absolute just bloodbath. But then in the second half, they came back to earth a little bit. So I, I think there's still some inconsistency issues that they're going to have to deal with here.
2: Did it feel to you like watching that second half that the bills just were lax about how they were playing they're kind of fe- like
1: cat batting a yeah, toy yeah a it for felt sure. like
2: josh allen was just kind of running around and he threw those picks but i don't for a second think that he's going to make those same decisions and throws in a tight no. game or a game that he's behind it felt yeah. like he was just running around having a good time like you could see him you know when he made that big rush in the first half um into the goal line and he got stuffed there but he popped right up he's just laughing so yeah, yeah
1: is it too is your question here is it is it a little bit too lax do you want to see him start to kind of dial in the focus is that or do you think that the fun parts like hey have have fun when you've got the lead
2: i think that's part of kind of josh allen's energy okay. he he's that kind of gunslinger i'm going to have a good time like he's super you know competitive of course but i think that's part of the allure to a guy like josh allen is that kind of composure just to
0: well, you know? and him losing in that AFC Championship game last year too, he learned a lot from that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, like, like I, like I know him, but like, that's. I think that was probably the best thing for him, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of set the stage. That's what and, he texted you after the game. Yeah, he's right, like, right. He's I'll, like, hey, we're this. out, but you know what? Like, <laughs> this is this <laughs> is setting me up for uh, you know three more uh, Super Bowl MVPs. But so I, I know we kind of skipped over the the, the Eagles, but I, I think the Eagles kind of live and die through Jalen Hurts, right? Again, if mm-hmm. they if they he's. Carrying them, he's good for him, man. Right? He's he's found his own, and I think there were so many question marks, like whether he was even going to start this year. Do you know, the they,
1: Eagles go undefeated?
0: No, okay. I don't believe it's so, so hard to do. Like mm-hmm. any given Sunday, like it's such a true thing that you know the where they, well, they got they, they must play the Giants again and must play the Cowboys again, mm-hmm. and you know they have a. Washington's playing, you know, good any time you
1: start to get to this point in time in the season, it starts to become a question mark, starts to become a distraction, and then, let's say you're 11 and 0 and you lose that game, is it is it harder to recoup, or does that actually do you a, uh, you know, is that a positive thing? This is this is,
0: it's one of those very weird things to have to kind of cope with in a season. Yeah, I just I, it's such a hard thing to do that the odds would say no, and I've always kind of played the odds too, so.
2: Yeah, I think they're a lock for that first-round by the number one seed uh, yeah. in the NFC. And but. they're just the one now, right? Yeah,
1: with the, yep. with the just different.
2: the one by.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, because yeah. they've got the tiebreaker over the Vikings, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So we figured it out. So we got uh, Eagles-Bills in the Super Bowl, or who do you think?
1: That would – yeah, that kind seems of, logical. The Vikings get their you – know, rep- I think you know. I think uh, if I was going to have to call it out right now, I'm going to go back to some of the stuff that you guys said earlier. I'd b- – I think the Bills are kind of just on this, this destiny slide into that, and they've they've proved, they've they got the monkey of the Chiefs off their back earlier, uh, but I I think the Niners are going to find their way
0: in there. Yeah, Niners, they look good.
2: They're going to be hard to beat. Good offense, good defense, well coached. One well, if mean, Connor
0: was here, you would say what the you know Vikings Bills. Yep, gonna be great. I think, he, I think I believe that was his get that pick proverbial at the monkey of off one yeah. of those organizations back.
1: Although, as for knowing Connor for the last. 15 years and 13 of them you know he was a vikings fan i don't think he's ever not picked the vikings no. either so i mean one of these years we'll just one of these years he'll be right we'll just uh, luck our way into it so uh real quick shifting and uh, world series what do you guys got here who do you think finishes it out
0: well i think we got uh Philly's just won to to this week or game three i should say and uh you can't you can't count um, Houston out. They just got a good pitching staff, and they they've been there before. They got the track record. But uh, go Phillies I, I, again. They're just hitting the ball too well, and, and got like just just beat these beat, the, beat the Astros. Nobody wants them.
2: Yeah, I'm jumping on that bandwagon. The Phillies. You know, I'm going. You know, I'd rather not root for the Astros. I think uh, out of the two, that the cheating scandal still lingers with me a little bit, whether or not it happened. And wires doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I'm riding with the Phillies. <laughs>
0: And get Bryce Harper a World Series. That guy gets such a bad rap, and he's such a good kind player. kind of does, yeah. I love, I love the dude. He's a good
1: player. So, Joe, you're wearing a Timberwolves hat. Yeah, goals. Uh, is it too early in the season to, to to take these first 10 games here and say, you know, I've got a pretty good beat on uh, on who I think is the uh, – the, who's got the inside track here for the uh, for deep runs into the playoffs?
0: It's going to be uh, – to me, they're playing up and they're playing down to their competition right now, right? Like – who they're losing to, with Spurs twice. Like Spurs twice. Either Maybe the Spurs are a great team and we don't even know about it. But coming in, they were supposed to be, you know, basement dwellers, you know, going for the, you know, already starting to tank the season. You can never count out a good coach. <laughs> Pops. Um, but uh, I think it's a little too early. I, I, you know, I think, to be honest with you, I think Cat's kind of a cancer. And I think this team will probably not reach their potential as long as they have him on the team. So unless they find a way to move him, it may not be until next year when – you know, this team actually molds and comes together. But so I'm, what was the over under on this, these guys? Like 45 or something or
2: 48? 48 and, a, 48 I, and a half. I
0: think it's going to be right around that. You know, I think Vegas hit that pretty strong, pretty solid.
2: I think it'd be interesting for this team to see Cat not start, put him on the bench, let him come off the bench uh, just for a couple of games, just to see how Anthony Edwards plays. Mm-hmm. He's talked about how he likes it when there isn't as many bigs on the floor. There's more room to operate. Yep. I think, like we've talked about, Cat's been. He's been effective at times, ineffective at others. Also, he, he takes some of the strangest shot selections and some of the worst points in the game. So I'd like to see Anthony Edwards just take more shots or at least yeah. take more early game shots. So this early
1: in the season, who do you think uh, who do you think's in the finals, Tyler?
2: I think, well, we, we'll, we'll say Bucks. I mean, <laughs> undefeated. Only, yeah, um, hard to say otherwise. I think... Going the other way, there's going to be a ton of teams that can fight for that spot. Um, the Celtics, perhaps? Or, uh, yeah, I'll go with Celtics.
0: Damn. All right, I got to go Bucks. There's no, they, until they prove otherwise, they're just rolling everybody out of the West. I'd love to see Phoenix, to be honest with you. I just, it's somebody other than Golden State. Um, so, if it's not gonna be the T Wolves, which it probably won't be. Let's go, uh let's go Phoenix. Okay. How about you, Brad? What do you get uh, You know, i You're kinda of that, you know, kinda of closet basketball fan that we don't really talk about much.
1: Yeah, basketball, uh, It's the sport I played. It's the uh I really, really like college basketball. I like going to Tim Rolls games, but uh, you know, I I even got an autographed picture of George Mike hanging on the wall there. Nice. Wished me luck in my basketball career. Didn't really uh, pan out, but uh, yeah, I, NBA. I don't know. I, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one. I, I enjoy the game. I just uh, you know I, I feel like I'm in the uh, the presence of right. people that know it too well. So I'm so
0: you can just say you don't give a crap and that works too. <laughs> I do care. I, I,
1: yeah, you, you know, I, it's probably you know, Golden State just finds their way there, yeah. right? And then you've got uh, you know you've got a really strong team in the box. They won before you've got the celtics with the pedigree um i don't know nice so i, I guess i'll go with the wizards
0: all right <laughs> so i think we hit every sport except hockey so i'll just say real quick you know the you know go wild and we'll, we'll see you know talk to me another you know four or five weeks to see where where these teams sit but other than that uh i think we uh, we call it a wrap i think we hit uh, yep. we hit every sport we hit the powerball we hit disc golf we hit uh you know, we kicked Brandon out of the seat for the day. Tyler, thanks for coming in again. Yeah, thanks thanks for having us. good luck to Kennedy. Yep, good luck Kenny. Hope that any you know, works itself out and uh, until next time. Joey up.